In today's show, I'm taking a look at the potential assist category, stat number, whatever you want to call it, seeing if we can translate any of that info across to fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. I'm trying something new. And that's what I normally do on these mini shows. We do the waiver wire show, we do buy low, we do sell high, we do mailbag, and then I like to rotate a different type of show in each week. So trying something new today and looking at the NBA statistic called potential assists. If you don't know what a potential assist is, it's a pass that a player makes that if the shot had have gone in, it would have counted as an assist, but it didn't count as an assist because the spud receiving the pass didn't hit the shot. Now, this doesn't always tell us everything, but I, what I wanted to do here is have a look at players who had a high potential assist to assist ratio and players who had a low potential assist to assist ratio. And what I think this could tell us are players that are set for regression in assist numbers or maybe a bump in their assist numbers. If you are getting a ton of potential assists and not getting them converted to assists at a high ratio... That means that if shots start to go in, look, the passes are there. You're setting blokes up. So when the shots start to go in and that starts to normalize, your assist numbers will rise. On the flip side, if nearly every pass you make, or it's a one-to-one ratio with passes you make are turning into assists, or you know that there's very few shots that your passes you make that are potential assists that the players are missing, then maybe there's level of regression there. Now, some of that, there's noise in all of this because if you have a low potential assist to assist ratio, that just might mean that the passes that you're throwing are that good that it puts players in either wide open three-point situations or wide open shots under the rim. There's a part of that as well, and I can't necessarily um, account for that. But I think it's just something that's worth looking at and maybe giving us an idea of where we can maybe steal some value here. We have a look at players who have got high potential assist to assist ratios. Derek Rose, surprising to me. I didn't expect to see him near the top of this list. I had to use some cutoffs in what I was doing. I wanted to make sure they were players who were playing, say, over 20-odd minutes a night. They'd played a decent chunk of the season, and they were generating almost or at least five, uh, five potential assists per game. Derek Rose has averaged almost 10 potential assists per game, but is getting only 4.2 assists per game. That's a pretty big ratio. Now, I know playing on Detroit, not a lot of players, especially in that second unit, who are hitting shots. And going to the Knicks, they're not necessarily um, full of shooters. But you expect at some point, <clears throat> you're going to have a scenario where we get a lot more or a little bit more regression back to the mean in terms of the percentage of shots that players make. Now, Rose hasn't been considered the best passer throughout his career, but recently his assist rate has climbed and this number would uh, would indicate that maybe there's a little bit more value potentially coming here from Rose if some of these shots can go in. 
if he's hitting up guys like Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks and Emmanuel Quickly, uh, maybe not so much Julius Randle or RJ Barrett, but hitting up some better shooters um, that aren't Isaiah Stewart or uh, Sekou Dumbaya or you know two-point disaster Sadiq Bey, then maybe maybe there's some value to climb there. Bogdan Bogdanovich, another name that I didn't necessarily think there. Like he's had obviously a disappointing start to the season. And now he's injured, but with the injury to DeAndre Hunter and Bogdan's return, you know, probably coming on the horizon, I think he's a name that's going to get brought up a little bit more. Now, he's the 225th ranked player so far this year, which is horrible. He's averaging just 2.1 assists, but he's also averaging almost six potential assists per game. Now, if we get that ratio, which is the highest out of everyone that I've looked at here, 2.8. Oh, sorry, I said Rose was highest, but he was just the guy that I talked about first. Bogdan's is 2.8 which is a huge, huge ratio. If that was to say to go down to 1.8, and he's still getting those potential assists, we're talking a three and a half potential assists, four potential assists, or four assists, out of his eight assist passes per game, if you can get it to 3.5 instead of 2.1, I think it's a, oh no, I think, I know it's a big, um, it's a big deal. It's a big, uh, big change. And, not half, but a large chunk of Bogdanovich's value with his time with the Kings was getting assists. And I'd say that some of this can just be chalked up to being in a new team and finding your new system. So just watch for Bogdanovich's assist numbers. It's not that he's getting no assist opportunities with Trey Young. It's just that the shots weren't necessarily falling. Damian Lillard, very, very interesting. He's averaging 7.3 assists already. Now, this is a guy that in the past has never been considered a huge assist player. But... What he's also got is 16.1 potential assists per game. That is a huge number. You don't have many blokes who get that many potential assists. I can look down. Chris Paul's got a higher number than that. Uh, Russell Westbrook's got a higher number than that. Um, Trey Young has a higher number than that. But none of them have as high of a ratio of potential assists to assists. That means that a lot of shots, Derek Jones Jr., Robert Covington, are being clanked off Damian Lillard passes. And if those shots start to go in, then the 7.3 assists that Lillard is averaging, maybe you get that to 8, 8.5. And we saw his assist numbers really rise in the bubble last year. I thought, oh, okay, maybe that's a fluke. But those numbers would indicate that there is still some improvement coming here from Lillard. I like to shit on Colin Sexton and his lack of peripheral stats, but his name appeared here. Bogdanovich was first, Rose was second, Sexton was third. He's averaging 3.8 assists this year, but there are 8.7 potential assists being left on the table. Now, again, there's a common theme here. The players that maybe he's passing to, Andre Drummond, uh, are just not t- not very good at making shots. And and that's a, that's a concern. But it's not... The lack of assists from Sexton isn't from lack of trying. He's making over 47 passes per game, which is you know, a, a pretty solid amount. But the problem there is just so many of these assists are left on the table. You're talking about a 2.3 ratio of potential assists to actual assists. So while Sexton is, especially at the moment, in a bit of a slump, there is some room for hope there. And the last guy I want to talk about is another player with some very high potential assist numbers, Shea Gildas-Alexander. Again, teammates struggling. Darius Baisley's not hitting shots. Lou Dort can't hit shots. Um, Teo Maladon has had his struggles. Hamadou Diallo's not a shooter. He's averaging already 6.5 assists a game, Shea but 14.2 potential assists for a 2.2 ratio. 
Again, we we see the potential there. We know that last year his assists were nowhere. He's already doubled that number, and there's significant potential for that to improve even further. You know, theoretically, he could be an 8, 8.5 assist player. So there is room. For, I know we're dealing with him with this weird knee issue at the moment, and there are you know, consistency concerns with that injury and him missing time, but he's been awesome. But there is still room for him to grow, and I think that's really important to note. I want to look at the other side of things now and players who have a low potential assist to assist ratio, which may, it may not, it may indicate that there is some potential downsizing coming in their, um, in their assist numbers. And again, when you look at the numbers, it's good to have this stuff backed up. But when you look at Chris Middleton, who's averaging six assists per game, that's on the back of only 9.5 potential assists. That's a 1.6 ratio. Now, we've seen Middleton's assist numbers be really high this year and surprisingly high. And then when you look at that, you go, okay, is this because everyone's just hitting shots at a rate that maybe comes down? Middleton has been you know, impressive, the 22nd ranked player this year. And I always keep having the feeling that there is going to be some level of drop-off, some level of drop-off. He averaged 4.3 assists last year, and he's up over six this year. And maybe this is the reason why. Victor Oladipo is right up there as well. He averages 4.7 assists, but there's only 7.5 potential assists. So basically, you know, a big chunk of the passes that he's making are getting knocked down. Now, is Victor Oladipo a passing savant and just opening guys wide open Giggity. on his passes so that they can't miss? I don't think that's the case. I think that we're early enough in the season here to look at Oladipo's numbers and go, there's a bit of regression that's probably on the board there. Now, Vic's obviously horrendous with his shooting numbers, 39% over the last month with those five assists per game. But if those start to fall down, and if he goes back into the two-type ratio, um, then you're talking about you know, a, a, much, a much different scenario. Maybe you're looking at four assists instead of 4.7. Maybe you're looking at 3.5 assists if the shots don't start falling. Another guy that's you know, had a real rise in assists this year, Marcus Smart, and not surprised to see him on this list. Smart is the 79th ranked player this season, not because of his shooting, much like Victor Oladipo, but because he's been putting up some really strong assist numbers. He's averaging over six assists per game, <clears throat> 13 points, shooting 39% only. But those six assists per game he only has 9.3 potential assists. Now, the Celtics have, and a lot of this, the Celtics have good shooters, Jason Tatum, but a lot of this is the fact that Jalen Brown's shooting out of his mind. So if Brown's numbers do regress, do Smart's assist to potential assist or potential assist to assist ratio drop? Does it drop? I think it might. And that's a little bit of a worry. His second best fantasy category is assists. Really, he doesn't have any other, he's got two positive categories, steals and assists. So if that goes from 6 a game to 4.5 a game, and then that value's in a little bit of trouble. Nikola Jokic. Now, we talked about how I was feeling that his steals and his assist numbers were going to regress. So it is absolutely no surprise to see him on this list. Now, I gave that caveat at the start that maybe these players with low potential assist-to-assist ratios are that way because they just throw unbelievable passes. And you have to put Jokic in that category for sure. 
He's averaging 8.7 assists with 14.1 potential assists. That's a 1.6 ratio. We've already seen the numbers come down. He was averaging a triple-double earlier. He's down to 6.9 assists over the last month. So it is starting to come down, and that is some of that is because the, the shots being made off his passes, that percentage is dropping. So the potential assist-to-assist ratio is rising. That's something to look at when you're considering trades. Jokic has been the number one player so far this season. Um, but you know, will that continue? My guess would be no, and this is an indication why. And another guy that we've been giving plenty of love to, the king of the assists and steals stream, Timothy John McConnell. He's got a 1.64 potential assist-to-assist ratio. He's averaging 6.7 assists and 11 potential assists. If we're talking him as only a 5-assist guy rather than a 6.5 guy, then that 12-team value really does start to drop off. So for now, McConnell's been awesome. No, no one denies that at all. 112th-ranked player this season. Absolutely fantastic. But if those big-ass assist numbers do fall from TJ, then um, I think that value becomes pretty precarious. Now, this is just something interesting that I thought would be be fun to have a look at. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. It might not mean jack shit, but I think it's worth worth having a look at and worth considering that maybe there's some value increase for Bogdanovich and Rose and Lillard and Shea, and maybe there's some value drop from guys like Oladipo and Smart and Jokic and McConnell. Just bear that in mind when looking at their current stats and moving forward in trade discussions or waiver wire ads or whatever you're doing with it. Guys, subscribe to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.